Welcome back to the Faith Awakens podcast, episode 23. Um, I think we're just two episodes from having some unique theme music that is being composed for us for this podcast. Yes. So we're hoping for our 25th (laughs) episode to have that uh, theme music in play. Um, I am Father Tom Hennon, chaplain here at St. Ambrose University and joined as I am each week by my co-host, Megan Grady, student, uh, PCM, friend, daughter, runner. All around good person. All around. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. (laughs) So um, we do not have a guest this week. Uh, we've had guests the last uh, couple times, but every now and then it's nice if it's just kind of the two of us to process maybe a little bit of what we've had on the previous shows. And, you know, last week we had Dr. Matthew Coomber on and we were talking about the problem of evil. And that's a pretty heavy topic and you can't <laughs> do that every week, you know. Um, but it was a good conversation with him to be sure. So we can kind of revisit that. Um, but really, Meg, I just want to f- hear from you again from that student perspective. We're uh, two and a half weeks into the school year. How are you feeling now? You know, um, we know numbers in the state of Iowa are going up and all this kind of stuff. And bigger schools than us certainly are having bigger problems than us. Um, you know, my own perspective still around here is it seems like people are doing what they're supposed to be doing. But yeah, be curious to hear how you feel as a student. Yeah, um, I feel a little bit better. Um, I think, uh, like you said, I think um, most people that I see are following the rules. Um, there's still some people that have their mask below their nose. Like, pull it up. Like, yeah. that's not how that works. That's not how that works. Anyway. The chin strap. That, yeah. Yeah, the, uh, I see that a lot around too. Like, okay, well, I yeah, guess if you breathe out of your chin like a fish with gills, then right. maybe that works. But. Maybe, but that is probably not the case. Probably um, not the case. If exactly. not, if if so, that's awesome. But um, no, I I feel better than I did. I think when before we I we moved in, and then um, even that first week, I was still a little nervous. Um, I, I, honestly, I'm not in the loop of like if parties are going on because that's just not my scene. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just saying that because I'm I'm on the podcast with Father Tom. I'm is Father Tom knows uh-huh. me. It's really not my scene. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I haven't. I, I, I'm hopeful. Yeah. I'm more hopeful than I was. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm probably a little bit out of the loop for that stuff, too, <laughs> because it's not like I'm going to those sorts of things. Or even that I'm up at the time that yeah. those kind of gatherings would be happening or just like yeah. walking around campus at midnight on a Saturday night. I'm not doing that. So, I, yeah. And I'm not going to the bars locally or anything like that. No. We don't have the same situation, certainly, as a Iowa or Iowa State, where you have, like, your campuses enmeshed with the downtown area, right. and there's big ped malls and bars and things like that. So that does help. Our size definitely helps that we're smaller. But I, I really hope that part of what we're seeing, too, right now is just attitudinally we are different than some of those places, too. Like, we take seriously looking out for each other and we talk about the importance of you know social justice and and looking out for each other and the fact that we're a community and we talk about our St. Ambrose family and all of these kind of this language that I hope is more than just kind of um, show but real Um, so I I, my impression with the students that I've seen um, around campus at least and talking to students 
and I know I'm sometimes talking to the cream of the crop, but that they are wanting <laughs> to do the right thing because they are happy they're here and they want to stay here. So Yeah, and I think um, those people that are doing the right thing are keeping others who may be um, kind of straying away from the rules on track. Yeah. Um, I've seen, I've heard a lot of that. So that's, that's very hopeful too. I don't, I mean, I miss um, the group uh, activities we had on campus before the pandemic. I really missed that um, mm -hmm. camaraderie that is formed within these first couple of weeks. Um, but I, I mean, I'm content staying inside. My roommate and I, Emma Duncan, shout out to Emma Duncan. We played five <laughs> games of dance uh, or just dance uh -huh. last night and it was a blast. So cool. uh, yeah. sorry to our neighbors um, in Hagen, <laughs> but do you it, live above somebody? We do. Yeah, uh -huh. we live like right in the middle. So okay. um, apologies so, all around. So too. a lot of foot stomping. Yeah. Really good yeah. though. Really good. We were really good at it. Okay. So it wasn't bad. Um, I never really caught the video ba game bug hard and certainly nothing that required me to dance. Oh. So um, I, I can't sympathize entirely. But as long as it's, you know, it's entertaining. It's important. It is so fun. It's good. I, I did have actually... So my regular group that would meet for games typically on our day off, we haven't really been doing that lately um, for board games and things, but we've been doing during this whole pandemic uh, more role-playing game kind of stuff. Mm. So we started a new campaign uh, last week, and so we met again for that last night, and that's been a lot of fun. So, uh, and we can do that virtually, and we use a particular app, and you know, I've got my little headphone on, and the the uh the dm which stands for the dungeon master if you didn't know if you're oh, not uh, I knew. among the initiated so uh <laughs> he, he can throw up pictures on there to say okay you you go out to this uh to this uh field this farm field and you see this you know and he pulls throws up a picture of some scary <laughs> monster or something like that that we have to fight so um That's yeah cool. it's a lot of fun but it's a you know good exercise and i always love those kind of games because it's what is it but creative cooperative problem solving right you know and it's imaginative because you you, know, you have to kind of think of who your character is how they would react in this you know in this and and i love that aspect of it so that's yeah. been fun um but i i do miss sitting around a table and yep. playing a physical board game with people so yeah yeah that is um but at least you can still do it that's yeah that's you finding a way to still do it yeah definitely so um, I know uh, one of the ways that you know we've been passing the time is thinking about the possibility of a, um, a Hallmark oh movie. Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, and working, you know, just just dabbling a little bit with the <laughs> with the script here. So this all came out of first Monday of classes. We had our uh, peer campus ministers and campus ministry doing our snow cones, socially distant, out on the sidewalk on campus so people mm -hmm. could kind of come up and then we would hand them a snow cone and they'd go on about their business, but a good opportunity for them to know that there is a campus ministry here on campus and to um, get some more information if they wanted. They could scan the little QR code that we had up there um, or have a socially distant conversation with us about what campus ministry is about and all those kind of things. So, mm -hmm. so this, whole, this whole thing came out <laughs> of that snow cone day. I don't know. Just probably, well. Well, I was, well, we weren't bored. It's not that. It's just, it's kind of monotonous to, especially if you're working the snow cone machine, which I took over um, from Father Tom, um, and there I say did better than him, I would like to say. he was. Yeah, actually, I think it did. Um, I like to give people, you know, it was free, but more bang for their buck I think there. I got more snow cone juice on my shoes yeah. than in the snow cone. Right. So I did not have the technique down. 
it's just it's just repetitive you know you're putting ice in the in the cone and giving it off to be drizzled with syrup so i just started thinking about things and i love hallmark movies um my family and i watch them all the time i don't love them for the reasons i think people think i love them um i i despise like cheesy stuff but i love mm-hmm. making fun of it because it's always just the same yes uh skeleton of a like plot line yeah um very predictable i enjoy that um guessing what's gonna happen next so i was thinking what if there was a hallmark movie but it was about uh, a small town girl who owns a snow cone stand mm-hmm. um i.e me uh, in mm-hmm. that role. And um, there's always like a quirky character. Like he can be just like an old man or um, in this case, I was like, what if he's a priest? So um, I'm the old man quirky character <laughs> you're not in the your old Hallmark man. movie? I, um, that's not what I said. I said <sighs> he could be an old man. Okay. But in okay. this case, he is a, a young quirky priest. Okay. Okay. Um. Which I don't think you'll have to act much because I think no, I think that uh, really just I have been playing that role for a good while now. Right. So, yeah. Um. Everyone's friendly neighborhood priest. Um. <laughs> so I like start talking to Father Tom about this, and he's like laughing, and we're we're all laughing, and then um I leave because my shift is over, and then I get this email. Um. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't know what possessed me to do this, but my brain was just going there, and I had to write this down, and I had to send it. So, so um, I wrote like the opening scene of our Hallmark special, which uh, we decided would be called "Snow Buddy But You." So good. Yes, that's all Meg. She uh, came up with yeah. that completely. So, um, so I'll just I, I'm just gonna I'll read a little bit of the setup here, and I, you know then. Why don't you take the parts that are marked for you, okay. and I'll take the, the, the parts for Pops, who's okay. your, your dad character in this, and then I'll also take the parts for the Father Tim character, which is my character, okay? And, you know, and in this, you're Meg Brody, not Meg Grady, right. so it's, you know, it's a totally different person. This is just, I just want to say before we start, this is a very detailed uh, opening scene, and to get this, like, way after the fact that Father Tom was still thinking about this and took the time to write this email just gave me so much joy. <laughs> and I forwarded it to Megan Curran, who also appreciated it, and my sister, who also appreciated it. So, um, anyway, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> You're at home. You flip to the Hallmark Channel, okay, to watch a cheesy, emotionally manipulative movie. Um <laughs> It opens on a young Meg Brody in pigtails who can barely see over the counter helping her father, Pops, at his very successful snow cone stand on Main Street, small town America. People bustle about with broad smiles as they walk away from the stand with their little paper cup of frozen joy. (laughs) And Meg and Pops, as Meg and Pops finish counting the day's earnings and wipe down the counter, Pops says, you know, Meg, someday you're going to have to take over the family business and all this will be yours. (laughs) I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry. Really, Pops? I don't know. I don't think I could ever make a snow cone as good as you. Nonsense. I believe in you. I'm telling you, you'll be the best snow coner this side of the Mississippi. Okay, now flash forward 20 years. Close up on a dirty, sticky counter with a few flies buzzing about. Meg leans on her elbow on the counter with a forlorn look as she watches the ice in her dad's old machine melt in the summer heat like her hopes and dreams. Oh, my gosh. Pan up to the store sign that once shone out in all its glory, now with paint flickering, flaking off and part of the neon light flickering. 
You'll be the best snow coner this side of the Mississippi. Right. Just then, the bell on the front door rings as a potential customer walks through the door. Enter Father Tim, the quirky local parish priest. Hiya, Meg. What's the flavor of the day? <laughs> this, I say this dejectedly. Yes. Hey, <laughs> hey, Father. I'm afraid we're down to blue raspberry. Blue raspberry or blue raspberry? I can't afford any new inventory. I guess nobody wants snow cones anymore. Either that, or I just don't know how to run a business. Sure wish Pops were here. He'd know what to do. But ever since he... Lo- oh my gosh. I didn't read this whole email, guys. He'd know what to do. But ever since he lost his hand in the, in the machine ten years ago, he just can't bring himself back to the store. Anyway, blue raspberry... I guess if you're all out of cherry, it'll have to do. There oh you go. Oh, my gosh. That was a work of art, if I do say so. So I think, wow. you know, this then maybe... So it's a Hallmark movie, so you got to build in, like, the romantic comedy element here. So right. I think this is where the love interest would enter in, and he'd just be, like, looking for directions. Some yeah, dude new that, from town or something like that. Yeah, he's, like, a big executive, you know. And yeah, or I think he could, he could, like, have inherited his family's local orchard. That, oh. you know, makes like, you know, and and then like there's this thing where why don't we make snow cone flavors out of real juice? Is that how that works? Yeah, I, th- I don't know. Oh, OK. I'm just thinking. <laughs> I'm just spitballing here. No, okay. that's good. I, that's a good route. I was also thinking it could be a, a you've got mail ripoff um, okay. where big snow cone tries to infiltrate the small snow cone stand, you know, and yeah. so he's like oh, yeah. undercover. I like it. But like totally just like taking it away from her, which I don't understand how you could fall in love under those circumstances, Um, but they always seem to. Okay, I like that angle. That's good. That too. All I know is there would have to be lots of montages. Right. So there'd be like a montage of you like fixing up the shop. Well, how are they going to get things done? And painting the shop, you know. Um, There'd have to be like some failure montages. Right, sad. Walking in the woods, looking up at the sky, you know. Raining. And I know that at the end of it, at the end of it, Pops is going to come back to the store and make yeah. a snow cone with his one hand. I thought that was very, uh, very unique is that you did not kill off the father, you know? I just thought that was, you know, too dark, too upfront for okay. a Hallmark movie. And right. I liked the idea of bringing Pops back with, uh, with, with, one, hand. with one hand making a snow cone. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, he can do it, you know? He can. St- he still got it. Yeah, and he he's... he's uh, learning how to find joy in it again. Even, so yeah. um, this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is so and probably so as good, far though. as this will ever go. Well, don't be too. I don't sure. know. Okay, I might. Well, re- I'm going to reply to your email. All right. Well, then you can chance. write the next part of the script. Good to um, know. So and then I'll you know I'll call Hallmark and get on their list. Yeah. If anyone wants to hear the rest of this, um, DM Campus Ministry on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> And let Lauren know, and she can let us know. <laughs> well, I think um, definitely what this is teaching us is that, you know, times of crisis um, bring out zany creativity. No, I think we would have done this regardless. No, you're probably right. Yeah. So. I think we definitely would have done Who this knows? regardless. Who knows? That's just how my brain works. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's been fun to, to kind of think about at least. But, yeah. Um. What else has been going on? Yeah, well, how do you transit? You usually are down with the transitions. No, you I don't know, have I'm a really transition out of that. 
Um, so here's an abrupt transition. <laughs> so I just got out of a webinar where I was learning about the um, new directory for catechesis that wow. came out from the church. The same, uh, one in the from same. From the Pontifical <laughs> Council for the Promotion of the New Evangelization, which I've not read yet because it's pretty much hot off the press here, but yeah. it looks really good. Looks new. Um, and so I wanted to go to the webinar, which was uh, from the campus, ca the Catholic Campus Ministers Association. Um, and uh, in particular, talking about what the main themes of it are and catechesis with young people and all those kind of things. So not surprisingly, some of the main themes that come out in this document that affect what we do here in campus ministry, um, it uses a lot more of that language of in like encounter and accompaniment, which we know Pope Francis uses a lot more. And so that's really important. And it uses, uh, it, they mentioned the word listening gets used a lot in there. Yeah. Um, maybe a more uh, intentional engagement of evangelizing through, or at least dialoguing with the arts and the sciences as a part of this too. So I think this is important stuff. And um, so, you know, I, I think, I, I will admit, I come to my faith uh, fairly intellectually in the sense that I don't know that I ever encounter. I never went through like some like phase where I really seriously doubted. I was raised in a Catholic family. I was comfortable in my Catholicism. There was a little bit of a time where I was wondering why I was Catholic and not um, a member of a different church. Yeah. And I had gone to church with a buddy of mine to uh, like an evangelical uh, non-denominational church and had a good experience there. And uh, but you know, not, never any like major walking away from from the faith and then one, once I got into seminary first year at St. Ambrose and then off into major seminary and started to, to really dive deep into my faith and theology and philosophy and all of this kind of stuff like it just cemented it for me mm -hmm. and it made it just that much clearer for me but I also know that that does not speak to everybody or that mm -hmm. does not speak to a lot of our students yeah. And so what might seem perfectly reasonable to me, like, well, of course there is a God, and of course his son is Jesus Christ, and of course he came to save us, and of course the sacraments are the way that he continues to make himself present to us. And, you know, those things that come very obviously to me, uh, I would guess, do not come as obviously to many of our students. So yeah. I don't know what your own experience has been. Yeah. You grew up Catholic and in a Catholic household as I well. Did. So. Um, I did grow up Catholic um, in a very Catholic household um, in the sense that we went to church every week and I went to um, Sunday school every Sunday. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I get what you're saying there about the whole, um, like never really doubting it because I didn't growing up. It's just what we did. Mm -hmm. um, and it's what we believed. But um, I also think uh, I, my faith has evolved um, as I meet new people and learn new things and stuff, mm -hmm. um, which I really am glad for. Um, especially coming to college and coming from a small town and just um, experiencing just living in a city, um, being around people from that weren't from small towns. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I appreciate that it's evolved into um, something. It's evolved along with me, I guess mm -hmm. I would say. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know if I approach it intellectually because I'm like terrible at like I cannot like people I know can quote the Bible offhand. I am not that good at that. I can't, I can do maybe a couple verses, but, um, that's just not where my, like what I grew up, you know, doing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I definitely, we read like the children's Bible and stuff, but, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't know yeah. if any of that made sense. Well, but. no, that's a very good point about the Bible too. I think, 
I'll be honest, uh, even as a Catholic priest, um, I know a lot of what is in there and have encountered it and encounter it daily, either through the liturgy or through my own kind of prayer and study. Um, But uh, if you were to kind of peg me down on chapter and verse, even Mm -hmm. I as a priest are like, "Uh, I think it's in Romans or it's in there somewhere. You know, I know it's in there somewhere. And that's, you know, where like everybody else, like, Google it, right? You know, to find yeah. the exact verse. I know it's in there. I know I've read that, but I'm not as good at like recalling that. Yeah, I cannot from, do from memory. But, um, but I think the more important thing is like the concepts, right? That, that yeah. get through to that. And um, obviously, it's nice to be able to reference where those come from, either from scripture or their tradition and things like that. But there is, you know, there's something about you know, just kind of when you when you grow up in a Catholic home, you you kind of breathe this stuff in a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's you know, I I think of um, how experiences as simple as praying before meals with my family, mm-hmm. how those catechized me, you know? Yeah. What I mean, even in that really, 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 really simple gesture, what did I learn? I learned that my parents were people of faith, so that they believe this too, right? I learned that we should be thankful for what we have, you mm-hmm. know? I learned that food doesn't come from nowhere, you know? Mm-hmm. I learned that family is important, you know, and being together and having that, you know, all of this stuff that might, yeah. and did my parents list those things when we said, okay, now we're going to say a little no. prayer before we eat because, but no, we just did it and I got the message, right? you know, um, or going to church on Sundays and, and I was probably like any other kid, you know, or, you know, at some, there are probably days I did not want to go, but we went, you yeah. know, and I learned that that was important. And, um, you know, putting yourself in the right place at the right time sometimes is where God can begin to move in your life uh, versus just kind of this, I'm going to wander away from you, God. And, you know, when you want to strike me with lightning, go ahead on your own time, right? Versus I'm going to I'm going to keep showing up. I'm going to go to mass. I'm going to say my prayers. I'm going to do this stuff in hopes that um, not only I know that it's good for me and it molds my heart, it changes my heart, but also nothing's going to happen if I'm not kind of making myself available for it to happen yeah you know I think I think I um I I agree I think I learned a lot of what it is in my eyes to be a good Catholic is through the relationships that I saw growing up Mm -hmm. and the actions of my parents and my friends parents and my friends um even at a young age and even now just um I learn I my faith grows through people um and not necessarily through scripture, though scripture does like assist me in the, mm-hmm. like you said, the concepts, um, not necessarily like the recall um, mm-hmm. is in my skill set. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think I think something can be said about um, relationships and learning through seeing and watching people, especially at that young age mm-hmm. um, and where my parents laid out and your parents too laid out the routine. I Well, that's not really mm-hmm. the right word, but of being a Catholic and, um, this is what we do. Now, what are you going to do with that? Are you mm-hmm. going to choose that or make it your own? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And I think what I'm kind of excited about as a chaplain and like, you know, reading this new document that's come out and other things I've been kind of working on and stewing on a little bit is, um, yeah, how do how do we evangelize in this time, in this culture, in this context? And evangelize, uh, you know, is a scary word for a lot of Catholics because we think of like televangelists or we think of someone mm-hmm. who knocks on your door and says, you know, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Yeah. You know, and evangelizing from the way that it's used in, in you know, kind of the Catholic world is, is 
preaching the good news. What is the good news? Well, that there is a God and he sent his son and da, 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 you know, all the basic package of what we call the Paschal mystery or those, those basic components of our faith. And, and here we are 2,000 years after the events that inspired these things and there's, there's something to it, you know. But um, the challenge is always fresh. You know, the challenge mm-hmm. is always new. How do we do this in a meaningful way now? And I do think for, for young adults in college, this is, this is the place still where most students either make their faith their own or they abandon it. Yeah. If not forever, for a very long time mm-hmm. until something happens later in life where they have some encounter with someone of faith that turns them back around at some point. But so I guess, you know, I don't want to miss that opportunity, you know, um, to accompany them, to walk with them, uh, to, to provide a place of encounter for them in the four short years or maybe less than that, depending on if they're transferring in, that they're here at Ambrose. Mm-hmm. So, but a lot of that accompaniment, though, is not in mass or in a holy hour or a retreat. It's honestly, it's like goofing off, you know, <laughs> writing scripts for Hallmark movies or running a snow cone machine or right. just having a conversation after a Wednesday night mass or... Um, you know, going to some other campus event um, to show support and those kind of things. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I agree. Well, we'll see what, what comes of it. Um, I know this year it's going to be a very interesting year, of course, with how we go about campus ministry. So much of what we are used to doing in terms of those retreats and things are going to have to change. But somehow, some way, we will find a way to yeah. meaningfully evangelize uh, here on campus, I hope. Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah. And our peer campus ministers will be a big part of that. So um, they threw in this webinar that I was on this afternoon, they threw out this question like, what's something that, you know, kind of unique that you're doing on your campus? I don't know that we're, we're totally unique in this, but I think we're pretty unique in yeah. this. And that is having these peer campus ministers, these 12 students of which you are one uh, that live in the different residence halls and are kind of our liaisons with campus ministry. But you are the kind of the face of campus ministry to those residents in that in that building. And that is especially going to be important this year because they might be leaving that building a lot less yeah. <laughs> uh, than, uh, than, they, than they would have. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I'm trying. <laughs> or... Keep chucking at it. Yeah. You'll do it. So um, <laughs> I know, too, uh, you know, we've talked on the podcast in, in past episodes, and I think we want to keep the conversation going and maybe look at some other guests to bring on. But, of course, um, issues of racial justice and... Of course, that's been in the news a lot lately, again, because of uh, the, the shooting of Jacob Blake in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and all of the aftermath of that. And I know um, the university is hosting a town hall meeting mm-hmm. next Thursday. No, or this, this Thursday, Thursday this at Thursday, 7. Tomorrow, yeah. next, yeah, this coming Thursday. So, and I know I registered for that in person. You could also go online if yep, you wanted to. I'll be attending online. Good. So mm-hmm. I think it's important that we stay plugged into those conversations and make our presence known there, especially yeah. within campus ministry and keep that conversation rolling. And, and so yeah. uh, maybe after that town hall too, give us some ideas for that would be good. for yeah. guests next week. So. And I appreciate them um, doing both in, in person and online yep. that way. People don't have any excuses they should be attending. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, Meg. Well, I am expecting um, the second half oh, of the... Oh, don't worry. Not the second half of the script. That's we got a long ways to go. This is like the opening scene. So, um, you know, but, you know, just riff on it, you know, and uh, oh, see where it goes. Oh, don't worry. I, I will. 
It would be so good. DM Campus Ministry if you would like us to read the next part on the air. Um, that would be fun. If anything, if not, we'll just keep it in between us and it'll just be as fun. But Oh my goodness. I have to confess, I don't think I've ever watched a single Hallmark movie all the way through. Um, I don't currently have a television, so that makes that easier. But even when I did in the past, like I would flip by the Hallmark channel or I would see a scene and I, it was just too... It's terrible. It's so bad, it's good. That's what... Yeah, and I think maybe maybe if I, you know, made fun of it a little bit more, kind of laughed with it, it or is. kind of... Uh, I don't... You, you are too young to remember a great show called Mystery Science Theater 3000, but they would watch terrible movies and make fun oh, of them I've heard kind of uh, while they're watching the movie. Um, and there's a newer version of it that's out, and I think it's on Netflix. I have not watched the newer versions of it. I remember the old episodes of it that used to be on Comedy Central with Joel Hodgson, and they're hilarious. So maybe that's how I should watch Hallmark movies. You should. Um, it makes it 10 times better. Yeah. If you turn it off, if you turn the sound off and make up your own dialogue, that's even oh, better. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, because otherwise I just couldn't get through it. It'd just be like, it's so good. I'm gonna retch if I have to. No, yeah, it's yeah. not good. Just get past the cringe. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Meg. Um, we have squandered a uh, perfectly good 25, 28 minutes or so wow. just talking about Time all this flies. great stuff. So <laughs> I know you've got a uh, a workout to get to or a cross country, and um, you know I gotta stew on the next bit of the script so um <laughs> both both very important yep yep <laughs> all right everybody god bless be safe uh take care of yourself take care of each other and may the faith be with you and with your spirit wear a mask <laughs>